Bumblebee, Bumblebee, Bumblebee. Hey everybody, welcome to the Things Are Weird podcast with me, your host, Shannon Emerson. I don't know, is it just me or has it been a while since I've done a podcast episode or did I just do one last week? Honestly, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that you know either. I think that time is odd right now and it could be that I just did one or it could be that it's been months since I've done one. Either way, it's happening now. And that's exciting. I just finished doing the entire artist way all 12 weeks. I did it with a group of people. I learned a lot about myself, I guess I did learn a lot about myself. I have fallen in love with the morning pages. So Julia Cameron wrote The Artist's Way in the 90s because she created this system that she was sharing with people and then she just couldn't actually share it easily enough as a one person talking to individual people. So she wrote the book, put the book together um, based on a a 12-week artist recovery is what she calls it, unblocking, you know, you know, if you're, uh, everyone's, you know, if you're a blocked artist. The Artist's Way is designed to unblock you, and many of the people in the group didn't even consider if they were blocked or not, and we're excited to just get together with some, you know, we got together once a week digitally for two hours, and yet everyone who came to it for various reasons left with a lot of good information about what they want most and what kinds of obstacles get in their way, what kinds of obstacles we, we put in our own way. Main thing that I'm gonna I take I'm gonna take away from the, my three months uh, embroiled in the artist's way um, is one the morning pages are going to be a regular part of my life. I get up in the morning and I write three pages. The morning pages are great because as I realized is somewhere around week four or five that the morning pages don't lie. The morning pages just they don't allow lying. You you're there you're writing and somehow the stories that we tell in our heads that. We can just let wind and unwind, become whatever they need to be to satisfy the ego, most likely. When you're writing these things down, it doesn't it doesn't work, you know, you're you're actually documenting in a way, and so you can't wind as much. And I found that I really was able to get to the core of things, whatever I was thinking about quickly in three pages in the morning, I was able to get to the core of what I was thinking about, what I was struggling with, what I wanted to create. And the other, you know, the other thing that I got from the artist's way, which I didn't expect at all, Julia Cameron uses the word God a lot. At first, I had to quickly translate that into universe or something that made more sense to me. You know, you read that you read a chapter, you write morning pages for a week, you have an artist date which is something you do by yourself. You're feeding yourself. You're bringing in inspiration with the artist date and you're releasing garbage, basically, blockages with the morning pages. And at the end of each chapter, there are specific tasks that you can do. And one of them was around God, I think. I can't remember what it was exactly. but And so I was doing that one and, and thinking about realizing that not only was I translating the word God when I read it into universe or mother or son or whatever, I caught the fact that I actually, having grown up going to church with my family, but not a really very religious 
household, but we went to church every Sunday. We believed in God enough that I was forced to wear pantyhose all year long on Sunday morning. Just that experience, even though it hadn't been, there was no fire and brimstone. Even one time I remember one of my brothers, we were talking about it, maybe all three of them, I don't know, but we were t- we were like, you know, God, you know, what do you think? Is hell, is hell, is hell real? I mean, it sounds kind of, I don't know, it's kind of scary. And so we like nominated one of the brothers to go and ask my dad if hell was real. He had the greatest response. He just said, no, hell's not real. And I was like, whew, okay, great. So kind of a chill, religious, more like community-oriented type of church-attending, volunteering situation. And yet, in this artist way process, doing the tasks, I realized that when I was, tra- like, before I even translated God to universe, I went through a whole very quick identification of what I believed that God was. And I believe that he was basically out to catch me doing something stupid. Like he was he was there to judge me and to be angry at me and to just bust me for living my life in a sense. In my life, I, I was like, well, I don't, you know, at some point when I was, I just was like, I don't know that I even believe in God. And so I thought that, 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 that I was no longer like God wasn't a thing to me because I didn't believe in him. And then I realized that, oh, I wasn't believing in him, but I actually had a whole bunch of stories around them. I don't know. I think that God's a them. And so I had all these stories about them that I didn't even know I had. And so thank you, Julia Cameron, for allowing me to realize that the, 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 the process I was going through to even to get to universe was so convoluted and so full of stuff that I didn't even need to be thinking about. And so I was able to just back it all up and then just realize that actually, you know, God's cool. They are on my side. They want me to actually have an awesome life and have fun and create. And I don't think they even care if I uh, fuck up occasionally, actually. I think it's I think it's all good. So so that's what I got out of the artist way. The other self-care things that I've been doing during this crazy time. I've developed a new routine of mostly dancing going into a room by myself, playing music, doing some dancing, but then sometimes I do some yoga, and sometimes I stretch, sometimes I just lay on the floor, either like a starfish face down or like a starfish on my back, and this is all part of the routine. It's basically like in this, you know, we're going to get into this podcast episode where we talk about Kairos time and Kronos time. And it's a, it's a very much a Kairos routine. I don't schedule it the day or how many times I do it. When I am deciding that it's the next right thing to do, it's time to do the routine. I don't plan what I'm going to do. I just let myself go in whatever direction feels right. And it's really all about tapping back into my body and out of the thinking the overthinking. So I just give myself this time and it really might even be some self-massage, probably have a cold beverage, certainly these days. Might even look at my phone for a minute if I'm inspired to do that. It's a very loose routine, but I'm finding it to be very important. So that's what I've been up to in the past few days since we last posted a podcast episode which was the gravity exercise. I actually do the gravity exercise in my routine sometimes too, and I I believe in the gravity exercise. So today on the podcast, we have an amazing guest, 
Very excited about this. Dr. Mindy Nedefi, a friend and teacher of mine, she does everything. I'm not going to list everything out, but you can go to her website, thecultofmindy.com, and see it all. She's a storyteller and artist and depth somatic practitioner. Uh, she has a PhD in depth somatic psychology. You'll understand. This will all, all make perfect sense as soon as you hear her talking. And we're today we're talking about an article that is about time, time in the time of a pandemic, specifically about Kronos and Kairos time. Kronos is clock time. Kronos is let's meet at five o'clock. And Kairos is, I think I'm going to go over there. I think I'm going to go do that. Kairos is more flow-like. And Kronos, you know, we need it. But right now, we're living in a Kairos time almost. Kairos is having a resurgence. And so that's why we chose this article, because it really is specific to some of the time things that are happening with us and, and how we can, if we understand that there's been a shift in the way that we perceive time and that I think it could help us to be in that new time and not be fighting against it and maybe feeling like it's wrong or confusing. All right, let's get to it. Let's hear from Dr. Mindy Nenefi. Hello. Hello, Mindy. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. You know, I've got that. I always get this. I get the siestas this time of day. <laughs> I get a little sleepy. Um, but in a nice way, you know. Um, yeah, but I'm not like stretched out holding a cocktail like I maybe should be. Um, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I want to know, like, you get the siesta. Does that mean you get sleepy or you actually do take a nap at times? Are you a napper? Um, I, I love a nap. I love a nap. Um, but I think by getting the siestas, I think I just mean, like, entering into that, um, just that sleepy zone. You know, where you're like, oh, I could stare off, I could stare off into space um, for a little while, or I could go to sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, 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 I have a very similar feeling, so this should be real mellow. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk really slowly right. so that everybody listening also starts to get sleepy. Right. Spread, okay, spread yeah. the siestas. Spread the siestas. Uh, I think we should, I think we should get into, so into the article because it's all about time and I think that, (laughs) uh, we should get right to it. And so this article you sent me talking about, uh, Kronos versus Kairos time, uh, in release, particular articles in relation to pandemic time and, and it came out, I don't know, was it maybe... Again, I don't know when I don't have a sense of time, but I think it was maybe a month or six weeks ago. I'm just trying to place when it when it arrived. I know. I, I, like time is jello yeah. right now. It came out. I should... It came out in early June. Okay. okay. So that's two months ago now. <laughs> if I, I and I'm I'm saying that with no confidence at all. And this is <laughs> what the pandemic has done to us and what this sort of article um I think is about. 
I mean, although it blows it up into this, you know, really profound um, psychedelic portal <laughs> of <laughs> contemplating, what's the title of it? Like, it's got doomsday oh, clock in it, right? Right. Yeah. Pandemic, pandemic time. time. That's right. A I, distributed doomsday clock. Because we're all on a different doomsday clock. That's the kind of ideas that, like, where because the virus like is going to spread everywhere and is already spreading everywhere um that different localities depending on like when the spread begins locally and how it goes there how fast it goes um end up you know kind of in different in different liminalities like different doomsday clocks um I don't know if I'm remembering this right. I think the authors kind of came up with this. It felt like in response to um, what happened in Italy. Is that right? Yeah, they, they were, yes, they were equating what we were seeing happen in Italy before it really got to the U.S. as a time machine of sorts. Yeah, yeah. and trying to imagine, like, is this our future? Or is this not, you know? And of course, we now know because we're further ahead in time um, that so far anyway, you know, like New York had the had the, the speediest doomsday clock mm. of the pandemic here. Um, but that we're still in the middle of this first wave. Um, the article was also sort of talking about, yeah, like the two different, kind of phases um like uh, of response you know and the first being the sort of um total shutdown you know where like everybody stays at home um and that we sort of like while, while we once used to kind of like be on the clock and and collectively have have like a you know a nine to five schedule not everybody but um, there was like a sense of there being a work week and a weekend and, and time had all this structure to it. The moment there was like a stay at home order and people are either not working or working from home. And now, you know, and you don't, there's no school to drop your kids off at. Um, but everybody is suddenly on their own, extremely local, like local to your own house mm -hmm. um, experience of time. And they mentioned, and all, you know, the idea that as a social species that we are, when we're not having those encounters, like going, driving someone to school at a certain time, or even just encountering people throughout your day, yeah. that kind of thing helps us to track time, to know that, to know that time has passed, which is yeah. pretty interesting. Including, including our sort of like a group time events, like, um, I think they brought up, I think you talked about you know, sports, like sports seasons, mm. or, you know, people celebrating religious holidays, like the way that we usually gather together for social events um, that are organized seasonally, or around special dates, also gives us that sense, right, of like time, um, being on time, time moving forward. Um, and we don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. How does it feel to you? How's your How's your experience in the time machine that's in your own house right now? How is, has your experience of time changed? 
Yeah, it's, um, I find it the most, uh, you know, in the present, I don't, I don't feel uh, a difference between Kronos and Kairos, I don't think. But it's when I, as soon as I look back either to even the morning, let alone a day ago or a week ago or two months ago, I'm, I'm yeah. often like, that was this morning. And that, and, the, and that it either feels, you know, much farther away than that. Um, I think generally it does. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, and then when I go back and look at things that, that, um, uh, like something that I wrote, say, um, two months ago, it feels like I wrote it yesterday. And then I think, whoa, that was two months elapsed. And I don't know what, <laughs> Where was I? what, what happened, <laughs> what happened, what do I have to show in those two months as far as, you know, uh, right. Like it, the ways you used to mark time, even, but just by having like a productive work week and checking things. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. And huh. the, uh, the, um, so, so when you're thinking, so t- tell me about, I would love to hear your perspective. Like when you yeah. think of Kronos versus Kairos time, just generally, like what's your sort of walking around, uh, feeling how you relate to those two ways yeah. of time. I mean, I, I only met, like, I only met Kairos time six or seven years ago. <laughs> like I, obviously it sort of existed as a concept, but I didn't really know about it. Um, uh, so, so I can even just kind of look back to when, when it, it, it kind of became apparent to me that I needed to embrace it. Um, for me, chronos time is, um, I mean, I just think of the word chronology. I think of like this, like linear time that's also like objective and, and that I can share with other people. Like things, it's because of chronos time that you and I are able to have this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Because we were like, hey, let's let's talk at this day on this time. Um, I'll answer my phone. Um, so Kronos time is is necessary, right? It kind of coordinates um, it coordinates me and, and my own experience with consensus reality with other people. But I, I'm one of those people that like when I wake up in the morning, I do not know what day it is. I don't know where I am, you know, I mean, and not, not in a like panicky way in a very cloud headed. I'm still like half in my dream. Um, and thanks to the fact that we live in the time of robots, um, I'm able to check in really quickly. Right. And just like, look at my phone, um, which I use as an alarm and go like, Oh, it's a day and I can look at what day it is and I can check in real quick and like clock in with Kronos time. I can like Mm. sync up with it for a moment and it brings me into connection with the rest of the world. Um, But my natural tendency or state is much more to Kairos time and Kairos time like literally translates to um, opportunity, like the opportune moment. Whereas Kronos time is very like linear and predictable. Kairos time is like tidal. It kind of comes in waves. It spirals. Um, it's more like when I wake up, um, if I've been, if I'm like kind of living in alignment with Kairos time, I don't like check my calendar to see what day it is and what my appointments are. Instead, I just like check my, I check my feelings, Mm. you know, and I'm like, huh, what, 
it feels like I might have a feeling of urgency about a particular thing. It might just be like a rising in my field of consciousness and or, and suddenly very present. And then I'll, I'll sort of know like, oh, it's this is what time it is. It's time to focus on that or do that. Um, and they're definitely, I know a little bit now, like, like Kronos time is definitely like left temporal lobe territory and Kairos is much more right hemisphere. Um, you're always in the present moment with Kairos, you know, you're just like deeply absorbed in what's happening right now. Um, and if I had like a stroke and I lost my left hemisphere processing, it would only be Kairos time forever. Mm. <laughs> it would just be the present, which might like be awful or it might be really blissful. Um, and then, gosh, I can't see, I can't even imagine if I lost my right hemisphere and I didn't have Kairos time. I'm like, I can't even, I'm not even sure what the other thing would feel like. Mm. Hmm. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, and I've been living, you know, I've been living sort of more, uh, more on the Kairos front for many years now in terms of like, I don't um, have, I haven't had an office job, right. For, mm -hmm. I don't know, at least three or four years um, where I had, so I, so my schedule is my own. I definitely have work and a lot of appointments, but I set all of that. Um, there's, not as much routine um things change all of the time <laughs> they're very seasonal and a little unpredictable um and i think that's why i loved this article so much is it sort of touched on like this bigger idea that we're that we're maybe sort of moving between we're like in a liminal space between eras where like it used to you know chronos used to be chronos time was kind of dominant in this last era. Um, you know, people wore wristwatches um, and they, you know, were on the clock and everyone was kind of like synchronized according to the calendar and <laughs> to the time. And we're entering into, because of this pandemic, or, or at least the pandemic is coinciding or initiating this change um, into an era dominated by kairos um where things are going to be more tidal um and come and go in waves and there's these like patterns of risk and opportunity and and like an ebb and a flow and even if we just think about this year and uh, do you remember march let's see march that's <laughs> the third month of the year that was the third month of the year that was the year that we got the stay at that was the month that we got the stay at home <laughs> order it was like a year long, so that I stand by that. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about you, I, like I remember that month lasting so long, like March, like wouldn't end. Mm. I think I think April lasted a really long time too, and then time sped up. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what this. I think this is what those guys are describing as this like tidal pattern that there's like time sort of like gets intense and speeds up and a lot is happening and then it might like flow out. Um, yeah. And, he, and he's talk and he's talk he talks about it in the article as right. The, a, a, the beginning of this time and not even that it's just, you know, not, and he's not, he's not saying that once, you know, let's say there's a vaccine, which is the only 
um, you know, right. and that is tangible some, some, yeah, somehow. Yeah. Uh, it seems that, that he's indicating uh, that it isn't that that it isn't just necessarily yeah. going to we're, we're not going to snap out of it and go back to to the way the Kronos way it was before, which is pretty interesting That's because because right. then. You know, is it just is the is the pandemic coinciding with the shift, or is it you know it's certainly uh, making it more apparent, or um, it like accelerated yeah. a shift that was that was trying to happen anyway to move us sort of um, to the digital era, you know, where so many of us um, interacted like asynchronously, like non locally over the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like right now I have clients I see in, in India and, you know, France and, um, it feels not different to me <laughs> than seeing somebody else's in Portland, Oregon. Um, and as, as we increasingly transition to this digital era, um, like our experience of time space, um, is, is sort of permanently changed. And I think he's sort of like, yeah, I mean, once we all have discovered because of this pandemic that you can work from home, that we don't like have to go to an office, for example, um, and spend a bunch of our time and energy every day, like commuting <laughs> somewhere. Right. You know, there, I mean, certainly some work still has to take place like in actual, you know, locations. But uh, I think he's just pointing to the impact of so much work, you know, anything happening in the information economy or the, you know, even a lot of the service economy um, can happen wherever now. Yeah. In one way, when I look at it, I think that somehow uh, the digital age would bring, make Kronos be more prominent just because every like it's the robots so the robots are you know aren't they just aren't they the height of chronos because they're telling us what time everything happens and what time it is but then because it's almost just a there's a a a, a, like a flow like you're saying you're working with somebody in france or india there's um there there are so many access points to different places and different times and something something that gets put out into the world um you know, it can it can filter to the top of everyone's you know visibility yeah. list or something just because it 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 came out in a Kairos way that it was the time was right for it, and then that's why not because it came out at one o'clock on Tuesday, which is when everybody says you should post your social media stuff, for instance. <laughs> but it came out because there was this opening for it. Um, you know, it reminds me. Did you read A Wrinkle in Time when you were a kid? Oh yeah, yeah. And- you know, one of my first, you know, psychedelic experiences for sure. <laughs> um, and I, but I remember so clearly as a kid them like explaining uh, a tesseract. Is that but anyway? Mm. That but they're explaining essentially time travel or travel across space, um, where they take a you know a line or a piece of paper, you know, and they're like, oh look, here's the distance between two points. But like, what if we just like folded the paper, mm. you know? And as a kid, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think that's a little bit of what it's like yeah. now to just, to be able to to sync up with somebody on the other side of the world. Um, 
and who may who may be, it's probably like evening for them and morning for me or vice versa um but we can just like fold we can f- fold our time space piece of paper mm. together we mm-hmm. can, you know like what normally would be this distance is just gone and it's definitely you know you think about this i mean you know we still have these old like hunter-gatherer nervous systems <laughs> um and, and a lot of this feels like it's like an extension of the nervous system you know what i mean like i can now i can't just i i can see not just my backyard i can like because of technology i can actually see to the other side of the world mm. um and you and i are many miles apart right now but because of this phone technology, I, I'm like, I can hear you as if you're standing right next to me. Um, and so we have this like wild, we're already like technology has already so extended um, our sensory capacity. Um, yeah, there, it, there's, a, there's a word for this um, or a phrase, cyborgian drift. Cyborgian drift. Slowly becoming cyborgs. Well, I saw in in the doomsday time machine. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll end on that positive note. Just kidding. Um, I did. So this, I saw something the other day where you can, um, I think it's called window exchange or something. You can actually go look out someone else's window if they put like have a. Well. I, and I didn't look into it further. I was like, I get what that is. I'm not sure that I'm ready to understand all of that. But it's, um, you know, if I, I mean, were, just, like, to me, that just sounds like art, you know. Um, but it's but maybe it's more than art now. <laughs> yeah, it seemed. I thought, well, yeah. if I could, if I maybe I could look out a window in Paris, and uh, that could be interesting. For a second, yeah. they could, they could look out my. Uh, my window in Portland, window exchange. I don't. I don't know. Window exchange. Wow. <sighs> yeah. I yeah. I don't know how it's. Yeah. There's definitely something. Something that is like, de just like desynchronizing about all of this. Um. Even and I, maybe this feels unique to the United States and where you and I are, but. Um, even just the lack of like coordinated federal response to this pandemic, um, leaving us all sort of like, hmm. suddenly we were like, actually, it became really important, like what the mayor had to say about anything and like whoever cared, you know, about a big thing like that, no one would check in with the mayor. Mm-hmm. Like uh, our governors, our individual like governors and city states are, have been responsible for actually coordinating everything. Um and so that too, like, had this feeling of like we've now been like uncoupled in some way um, from the rest of the United States. Um, the whole thing is very liminal, um, and 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 yeah. uh, almost feeling eternally liminal. Yeah. As as each day goes on, uh, how do yeah. so? So mm. here's a question: If um, if someone's not familiar with Cairo's mm. time and mm. 
they're used to Kronos time and they've now been in five months of um, maybe trying to like get this world to snap back into some kind of logic like what's the what what's the um what 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 what, what, like what recommendation what do we have for them to say here's how here's how if you're not familiar with it and you haven't a chance to embrace kairos prior to all Mm -hmm. this like what's the uh yeah what's the prescription (laughs) i think i think as opposed to like when you're in an office and on the clock and in in Kronos time, like um, it might be really important in those circumstances to, um, or just it might serve you really well to like not be that connected to your body, <laughs> um, and to you know frankly be able to suppress having a body and, and feelings in order to kind of you know work in that condition. Mm. Like Kairos time is really supported by and surviving Kairos time is supported by being connected to your body. Because if you can just like, even the basic of like, um, you know, that following your breath, you know, and being like, Oh, yeah, all right. That's right. That seems like a popular meditation thing I can do. It's like pay attention to my breath and notice what's happening when I breathe in and breathe out. And you know, the breath always brings you back into the body and the body is always in the present moment and Mm. since kairos is really about this like like how can i be in relationship with the present moment completely um find in fact like can i find some safety here in the present moment even though this world is full of kind of you know new and uh this new threat and also all the old threats mm. <laughs> haven't mm-hmm. gone away. Um, we just have this other com- new menacing one. And so it can also help you to just be like, okay, well, right here in the in the present moment, do I, you know, can I, am I safe? Do I have what I need? Um, and then the more we sort of get comfortable connecting in with the body, this is where we can also sense like, okay, well, what, what do I want to do now? Like, what time is it now? That's like the Kairos question is what is it time for? And, and, you know, it helps to stop um, using your head sort of to figure out what time you think it should be and whatever, you know, and instead checking in with your body and often even just like putting a hand um, on your, you know, solar plexus, your diaphragm, you know, and breathing and kind of connecting into your center I'm just doing it right now. It feels really good. <laughs> and going like, okay, like what do I, what has electricity around it in this moment? You know, is it time to eat? Is it time to do my taxes? Do I need to snuggle with a cat? You know, mm-hmm. like what time is it right now? Um, and, and then, you know, over time, there's an invitation to learn to trust that (laughs) i guess to trust what your body knows about what time it is Mm -hmm. and you said you said something um that i've uh uh squirreled away for future use and is uh i like you said i don't know i don't i don't always know what i want to do but i know what i don't want to do and does that is that fall into this 
space you're talking about too, where trusting your body um, to know what time it is? Um, definitely. I mean, you can only you you can't ask your body complex questions, but you can ask it like yes or no questions, and it, it'll usually give you a pretty clear response. Mm-hmm. You know, like what do I not? What what's like a no for me right now? And then like what's a yes? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you can just be asking your body and checking in, and um, and then trusting what ends up kind of coming up and what you're, yeah, what you're attracted towards or what you're, you know. If and then if you try to force yourself to do something according to um, Chronos time, you know, say you made like um, you made an awesome like time management plan for how you were gonna like write a book or start a business or you know get X Y Z done, um, and that that actually you know that plan included like you know I'm gonna do this on this date and this on this date, um, that doesn't work with Kairos time <laughs> in my experience like you with Kairos time you will get all of it done but you have to like mind the flow of energy because if you try to do something when it's not the right time but you but just because it's what it you know you decided arbitrarily abstractly two weeks before that it was going to be time to do this but it's not time you're just going to meet this kind of field of resistance it's going to take longer. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to spin your wheels, you know, whereas if you tune into what what it is time for and you just do that thing, it just it ha- it happens much quicker. It happens much easier, you know. Yeah. That's the and that's the trick. Um is to feel into the what, you know, what I sometimes call the river of what's happening now. Being like, how can I not resist that is there a way I can like move with it so that my efforts um are sort of buoyed right and the idea that actually right that you're actually it's instead of it's not you neglecting this this plan you had and just flying off into nothingness it's actually like you're you will get more done faster and if if it's the right time for it and yeah I have definitely experienced that and come from a place of but no, I was going to do this at 10 a.m. from 10 to 10:45, mm-hmm. and if I don't do it, then I'm then that must mean that I'm irresponsible or I'm slacking off. Yeah. But truly, like you can just um, kind of yeah bounce around to what, um, yeah. and I think that would be you know that that's one thing that I have learned, and I would say anyone who's struggling with the Kronos Kairos um, <laughs> would know that it may feel at first you know, like you're uh, walking away from a plan or a schedule, but um, truly those things, the things that need to get done, get done. And then, um, and you're not exerting will. I mean, you know, will is not infinite. And so if you're exerting will to achieve things, then, and then some, something new pops up, like say a pandemic (laughs) and suddenly you have to use your will to just understand what that means. And now you have no more will to boss yourself around. (laughs) <laughs> to follow your schedule that you'd set and yeah. then and then you're just like and then you just are like I can't even do anything now you know which is definitely a strong a strong current happening now too where people feel that way oh yeah in this time I, yeah I mean I learned all about Kairos and the, its benefits when I basically started going to grad school and was also working full-time and tried to handle this like explosion in the amount of things I needed to get done by like 
doubling down on my Kronos time management skills that had like worked for me up until that point. Um, and instead it totally fell apart and I spent, I wasted so much time and energy feeling bad about myself. <laughs> even mm-hmm. though, even though I got everything done, mm-hmm. I also felt bad about getting everything done. Right. Working and so hard and, and still feeling yeah, bad. That's when I sort of realized like, what am I doing? Like what a waste of like life force mm-hmm. um, to sit around like beating myself up about the way that I'm functioning and getting things done. And I started to feel into like, oh yeah, I think sometimes like, you know, I need the containment of like a deadline coming closer, you know, to actually, you know, be able to have the creative burst that I need to, to get it done. And that just because I start something three months ahead of a deadline, you know, I'm just going to spend three months on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I started a month ahead, I'm going to spend a month on it. And that qualitatively, there's not really a big difference between what happens there other than I waste a lot of time, I meet a lot of resistance, and I feel bad about myself. Yeah, all that can go. Who yeah. needs that? And and the site, you know, I sort of say like this, like your psyche knows how much time there is and how much needs to get done. Mm. There is like there is an intelligence that you can trust um, in your right hemisphere that like has that knows the big picture. Um, yeah, right. It it it, I, it understands the the non chronos time. Yeah. On on your behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Trust you. I think you know how they always say like if you want something done, ask a busy mother. Um, I don't know if people say that all the time, but <laughs> I've heard it said. Um like this idea that if somebody has a ton to do, you should ask them to do it because they're going to get it done more quickly and more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask someone who's got plenty of time, they probably won't get it done. And that and that's sort of like the you know it's just this it's this Kairos it's this Kairos business, Shannon. That's <laughs> what it is. It's the Kairos business. Um, All right, I love it. Um, I I want to. Uh, before we go, I want to mention yeah. this this Vladimir uh, Lenin quote that was in the article, mm. where he said, uh, "There are decades when nothing happens, and there are weeks when decades happen." When decades happen, and so there's yeah. all big and small that's happening all around us. I think. Yeah, I just I just really feel a lot of compassion for us all. Yeah, as we as we move through this like extremely dense portal, this like liminal passage where so much is happening and changing, um, and coming apart, um, and possibly already reforming. Um, but yeah, Whew. yeah, I just took a big breath with my hand on my solar yeah. plexus. That helped. Yeah, helps exactly. Get, helps Just us come get back to the present. <laughs> well, right. thank you. Thank you for the discussion and the call. Yeah, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, talk to you soon. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. That was great. Thank you, thank you. Mindy, she managed to drop probably five out of the top ten. Mindy bits of wisdom that I've heard over the years and always love to hear them again. was so happy that I get to share them now with all of you. Please do go check out thecultofmindy.com. 
we'll put in the show notes all the ways to find Mindy. You can follow her on Instagram. I recommend it. She'll help you get through your um, the moon cycles and uh, make the most of that time. It's pretty amazing. Gosh, so there is one change to this podcast that's sort of due to the pandemic because things are weird. So right now for this podcast, this episode, our resident comedian, Emmy Galaxy, she is not was not able to get us a recording for this episode. As a comedian, you know, there's no there's no shows really, some digital shows, no uh, comedy clubs, no open mics. So Emmy Galaxy, she bought an RV and she's doing shows for tips all across the country at RV parks and retirement homes safely, of course, outdoor spaces. And she's going to, she said she'll record one for us and send it to us. But she said she's just, I'll quote her, said, waiting for a good crowd. And so I just want to say, Emmy, if you're listening, I know you'll find that crowd and it's going to be good. Well, that's that for now. We'll be back soon, whatever that means, with another episode of Things Are Weird podcast.